It's a good show. Hey, Glomies. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for today's episode. Um, since I'm recording this intro, I'm gonna talk. I'm just gonna throw it out there that we cover binge eating, which I get a lot of messages about, and I'm really glad that we found this nutritionist who's. Um, beliefs and the things that she kind of teaches and talks about are really in alignment with the things that I have learned and the tools I use to handle my binge eating. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. And also, I want to say that tomorrow is a really big day in my world because tomorrow is August 1st. And that means that all 10 episodes of season two of Alone Together are going to come out on Hulu and on Freeform's website. And they will also air on TV. So if you watch them that way, you can watch them at eight o'clock that oh, night. Oh, please. Who watches them that <laughs> way? Go binge that shit. It's true. If you're a podcaster, you're a podcast listener, you're probably the binge type. So uh, yeah, Hulu, all episodes. And I'm so excited for you guys for the season. And if you have not had the chance to watch season one yet, girl, boy, I got you. You can dive right into season two. You can always go back later if you want to, but stay in the conversation. Start with season two. Mm -hmm. Get on in there. Um, And actually today, as you're listening to this, as this comes out, there are the first four are already live on Hulu. So if you are so inclined, you can check those out. But all will be out tomorrow. It's going to be a big day for us. I'm very excited about this. I want to hear what your favorite episodes, what your favorite moments are. And there is an episode called Dog Awards. And it is written by none other than my glowing up co-host, Caroline Goldfarb. Oh, hey, girl. Oh, hey, girl. <laughs> but it's not all about my episode, Dog Awards, really. But it also season is. season as a whole. <laughs> you know, we dig in the season as a whole. <gasps> Esther is so funny and alone together. Benji's so funny. There's amazing guest stars. Uh, Amaz- Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher plays your mom. Freaking Fran Drescher, who we, we will be booking for the show eventually at some point. Carmen Electra, Abby Elliott, Danny Pudu. There's so many funny people on the show. And uh, what else was I going to say? If you liked season one, you're going to freaking love season two. Let's just say that. Yeah, there's also Nikki Glazer's back. Episode two is our land is our producer Lance's favorite. It's sound. So if you like want to see some dancing... Head on in. Now I'm bumbling and mumbling. You guys, this episode is going to be so much fun. Get ready for Kelly Levesque. Yay. Let's get ready to be. I'm like there's a radiant pregnant woman in our space right now and I'm freaking out. I'm shaking. It's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in the flesh. Also, we're both wearing dresses today, which is insane. We so is our guest. Our A game for our guest. That's really interesting. Wow. Also, it's I'm slowly gaining weight, so that's why I'm wearing a comfy dress. I like you gaining weight. You're wearing something that's like cocktail a cocktail hour appropriate. I believe you called me Jackie Kennedy. You are wearing <laughs> You are wearing like an A-line or I don't even know what it is. It's like a sheath dress. It's very, it's very classy, Esther. You are like a very Natalie Portman, 90s, mm. like fresh. Where's, what's going on with your Natalie look? Portman's cousin who's still in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> this is um a thrift store Gap number. Are you serious? A vintage Gap <gasps> number. That is, 
that's my jam. I think that's why you're kind of giving me mommy vibes because my mom is a big gap 90s person. Yeah, this was definitely a mom who decided she didn't need this dress anymore and she gave it to like the (laughs) Silver Lake Goodwill. (laughs) Will you breastfeed me later today? If I can produce milk, I will, but you know my ducks have been dry. (laughs) Just cut me up a watermelon and we'll call it even. All right. We are so excited about our guest today. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I mean, she's an icon of wellness. She's a legendary, legendary nutritionist. She's a celebrity nutritionist. She's a celebrity nutritionist. And her clients are... The roster. We're talking A-list. You don't meet an A-list nutritionist just every day on the Glowing Up podcast. I mean, in my dreams, I do. She is... Also, her presence is just like... It's very nice. (laughs) Positive. Pleasant. Beautiful. You guys, please welcome to the podcast, Kelly Levesque. (laughs) <laughs> and the crowd goes wild i was i was truly expecting applause because i've been doing a lot of stand-up lately I'm and gonna, i was i was like waiting for the laughs and applause I'm well gonna... i've been holding in a laugh over here for like is this how it starts every time you guys are hysterical we're oh, just really we're trying to impress you yeah. <laughs> we're so true our listeners are like wow why are they being so charming today yeah we're 100 trying to impress you we just want you to like us I mean, Kelly, you really are so, you are the epitome of the glowing, of a glowing woman in general, but a glowing pregnant woman right now, especially. Oh, thank you very much. You you don't feel like that when you're pregnant. So, you know, just bring on the compliments. <laughs> oh my God. I would give anything to be your baby. I know. As creepy as that sounds, your baby is a probably a vision of health when your gorgeous little baby shoots out he or she is just going to be radiating positivity and health. Well, let's hope it shoots out and (laughs) it doesn't take forever. (laughs) Well, you know, well, I I bet it'll be a quick shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You've a strong pelvic floor, I'm sure. When you're healthy, it just kind of pops out. Slides on out. (laughs) Slips. Where's mine's going to be a 50-plus hour labor. (laughs) Cut it out. I'm going to have to get a a hammer and like a chisel. A pickaxe. Oh, no. I'm going to have a rip. I know it's going to rip. Oh, let's not talk about this. Let, let's move yeah, on. Like, We're not professionals. Let's, let's get to the podcast. <laughs> Poor kidding. Kelly took Poor a Kelly. deep dive. Okay, okay. So Kelly, you're a nutritionist, mm-hmm. and I know you have a book. You have? Do you have more than one book now? Um, so Body Love was my first book that came out last June, um, the end of June, and my next book, Body Love Every Day, comes out in January. Oh, oh my God! Congratulations! My God! Thank you. And. So what is like the what are the pillars like what are what do you feel like if you were known for something in your nutrition what is it like what is your kind of thing in the game Yeah my uh my thing is the Fab 4 smoothie um I created something called the Fab 4 the Fab 4 is a positively reinforcing lifestyle so instead of having a diet and an eat and do not eat list and a PDF that's like sorry can't eat this and you can't eat that this says the the Fab 4 is simply a way to teach people how to eat that balances their blood sugar. And all you have to look for on your plate is four things. Where's your protein? Where's your fat? Where's your fiber? And where's your greens? So greens meaning leafy greens, spinach, kale, arugula. If you're not really into that, can we add cilantro? Can we add basil? Um, the, the beautifying foods. But what it does is it allows for people to eat out. Say you're going to dinner on a date or you're meeting up with girlfriends or you want to put something quickly together in your kitchen. It could be as simple as eggs scrambled with spinach and you're good to go. I'm freaking out right now because you are speaking to me 
like the, just the way I want to be spoken to. Um, I'm someone who's like has an eating disorder history, mm-hmm. and so I like binge eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And I I'm like good now, mm-hmm. although that's like I don't know. I've, I've like done program and done work on it. So, but when we when I did work on it, there's a nutritionist there who I didn't always agree with on everything, but the things that I did agree with were like there's no bad foods and mm-hmm. when you're sitting here telling me like there's not a list of foods you can't eat I'm like oh I can like I can listen to you like that's really helpful and exciting well that the 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 trigger into binge eating is from a place of this wasn't a good decision or this is a bad decision or I take one bite and you're like well I already screwed up so I'll just eat the rest of this box and the rest of my cabinets until it's cleaned out and then tomorrow I'll quote unquote start again why do we do that it's a diet mentality it's inside of people that grew up in the 80s and 90s and they saw their moms do it and it wasn't from a place of health it's from a place of twiggy being skinny and that whole mentality and and moving people towards a place of body love um, is what I always am trying to do. It's really about also understanding the biology. So the Fab Four actually regulates over eight hunger hormones in your body. So what I'm trying to do is turn off your hunger with your meal so mm-hmm. that you feel full, calm, and fueled for four to six hours. So what that looks like is a balanced, elongated blood sugar curve and it doesn't look like you looking at the clock at 1030 in the morning and, you know, looking at a coworker or saying, oh, my God, well, what are we getting postmated to the office for lunch? Because I'm already starving because you're already in a place of deprivation and low. And then you're making poor choices. <gasps> Esther and I are always oh starving. Like, OK, so I have a TV show called Alone Together on Hulu right now. Congratulations. Thanks. And Caroline and I became besties because she writes on the show and so we're working in an office together all day for you know a few months out of the year and I like it was a dark cycle <laughs> so we walk into the office at 10 a.m. <laughs> and you know usually you're you'd think a healthy person might have breakfast before that you know a solid seven or eight but no 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 I would walk in and have breakfast like on the dot at 10 a.m. so bad and then by 11 it was like, okay, we're ordering lunch at 12. What are we ordering? That that was, mm-hmm. was like most offices, most writers' rooms, they eat lunch at one. But I walked in, I'm like, guys, and I like can kind of like have some say because it's, it's, I'm one of the creators of the show. But like, I'm like, I think lunch at noon. I'll call it like I see it. <laughs> there was a lunch tyrant, walked in, demanded that we have lunch at noon. But we negotiated to 1230. 12:30. Well, even Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Gave some leeway to his followers. <laughs> you're a lunch tyrant. The point is, is that we hear what you're saying and we relate. And I'm like, I need my lunch by noon. But I did suffer it till 1230 on some days. I, yeah. So I definitely think you should try my smoothie. Oh, yeah. So, I hear more about this, fam- this so famous smoothie. So it, what it, because the Fab Four shuts down hunger hormones. Like protein <sighs> does a really good job of making sure that you aren't craving sugar and carbohydrates. It, it regulates over four brain craving hunger hormones. When you add fat to your meal, you release a satiety hormone called cholecystokinane, which is like a happy blanket that's being wrapped around your body, right? Think about having, I don't know, some boring meal, like you're having fish and veggies that were steamed without seasoning versus... So 90s. Yeah, what if that was like stir-fried with... 
uh, I don't know, some kind of like healthy fat or there was pesto on it and a beautiful olive oil. It was a completely different experience, right? Fat really does release those satiety hormones and makes you feel full and calm for longer. And then anytime you eat something that physically stretches your stomach, stretch receptors calm your hunger as well. So ghrelin is a really strong hunger hormone that's like, listen up, bitch, it's time to eat, right? So we need to turn those off. And the way to do that is to pair protein, fat, fiber, and greens or something that's going to physically stretch your stomach. So like juicing is my worst nightmare because Mm -hmm. there's no protein, there's no fat, there's no fiber, there's no greens. Like maybe you're getting some phytochemicals from that, but you're drinking that and all it's doing is spiking in your blood sugar and 90 minutes later you're going to crash and be hangry. And what are you going to crave? Brownies, cookies, pasta, pizza, crackers. You're not going to go, oh, I'll have a hard boiled egg now. Unless you're forcing yourself mentally to do that, and that is never longevity. That's not going to become a lifestyle. And so the smoothie was the easy, quick fix for my clients on the go, like clients who need to be on set, clients who need to be in a writer's room, and they have candy in bowls in the middle of the table. It's like... (laughs) It's a Willy Wonka nightmare. It's horrible. I just... I have to interrupt you and say what I'm hearing is that it's not our fault for... Like the way that we're eating. It's not, I'm not this crazy monster for craving a brownie at 3 p.m. or whatever. If all I did was drink juice or try to diet, quote unquote. Like you're saying there's actual science backing up the way that this behavior is. Absolutely. So your blood sugar goes up on average and comes down about three hours later. So let's say you had that lunch at 1230. Well, you're going to go up for about 90 minutes at two o'clock. You're starting to, your blood sugar is starting to crash. And by like three or 330, You're in the dumps with low blood sugar, but you're still full of this hormone that's putting away sugar called insulin, and insulin makes you crave sugary carbohydrate foods. You have low blood sugar. You're having a hard time functioning. You're having a hard time writing or, you know, like acting or whatever it is that you're doing. So your brain yells at you to give it more sugar. Yells being the key word. Screams, rips you a new one. The sugar monster inside me. And my sugar monster is very angry and demanding. Right. So what I've done is kind of take the guesswork out of it for my clients. And I said, okay, well, if your blood sugar goes up and crashes down on average every three hours, is there a way to elongate that curve for four to six hours so that you're not spiking up and crashing down like Montezuma's Revenge at Six Flags? And instead, you're hanging out in the kitty area on the train with like a low flowing... Mm -hmm. Like rippling river versus whatever swell is in the Pacific right now. Yes. I don't like roller coasters. They scare me. I don't. I want to be in the kitty area. Yeah. Lazy well, river. think about <laughs> making good decisions when you don't feel hungry. Mm. Like it's one thing to look at a plate of candy and go into you know go into the writers' room and not have eaten breakfast and then start to have that little crashing feeling and you know, whatever it is, is staring at you, screaming, hey, open me up, eat me. And you're like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And it's this fight with yourself. But if you go into something and you're calm, you're just like, I don't need that. Don't press the button. Don't press the button. And then what do you do? (laughs) You press the button and the net falls over you and you're stuck. It's so true. Eating each meal should be like a delicious blanket that envelops your body and soul and makes you feel like ready to take on the next two to three hours it shouldn't be a war you versus your meal versus your body that's like this is yeah and yeah if i'm i'm not if i'm not mistaken 
you're what you preach and like the fab four mentality isn't just about like keeping you sated and isn't just about the blood sugar, but it's also about reducing inflammation in the body too, right? Absolutely. So um, the first book, Body Love, really explained the ba- how to balance blood sugar and what the fab four was and why turning off hunger hormones is a body loving choice because you just, you don't end up in this place where you're making choices you feel guilty about. And when you do want a brownie, you're making a conscious choice to be like, I'm going to enjoy this and it's no big deal. So book two, actually, the whole first part is breaking down what protein choices we're making, what fat choices, fiber, Mm -hmm. what greens choices. And the best part about the Fab Four is I have so many different types of clients. I have raw vegans. I have paleo, keto. I have gluten-free, dairy-free. I have Crohn's. I have anxiety and depression, which is starting in the gut. I mean, the correlation between a gut microbiome and anxiety, stress, OCD, ADD, the correlations we're finding with the gut microbiome and these type of mental, um, I guess, ailments or you know, disease states is so tightly correlated, it's starting in the gut. So Mm -hmm. it's about feeding that ecosystem and making sure that we're not making those inflammatory choices. And the best way to do it is not to mentally say, hey, never have a brownie again. It's to know, well, what could I do instead? Or what's a healthier choice? And I like using replacement tools, not deprivation. So if someone craves a brownie at three o'clock, I'm like, great. Can I get you some chocolate collagen protein, some almond butter or olive oil, a little sea salt, blend that with some chia or flax. It tastes like a chocolate almond butter milkshake, but it's really actually fueling your cells, calming your hunger and kicking your craving. Mm -hmm. Now let's take a quick break. What is your opinion of snacks? Because I feel like I'm hearing a lot lately about I, I used to hear a lot of like six six small meals yeah, a day. Yeah, snack every three hours. Make sure you keep that system working or whatever. And then now I'm hearing like intermittent fasting, no snacking, even go as far as like only two meals a day. Like, And now I'm feeling kind of confused. I'm just curious what's your opinion on all that? Sure. So um, I think it depends on the person, but I want to kind of explain why five to six small meals a day. So what I taught you guys was blood sugar. When you eat a meal that has something that is breaking down to blood sugar, like carbohydrates or whatever, your blood sugar spikes up and crashes down in three hours. So what they used to use as a tool to balance blood sugar was to never let you crash all the way down. So they say, great, have breakfast at 6 a.m., have a snack at 9 a.m. You know, you go up 10, 11, 12, have lunch. Three o'clock snack, six o'clock dinner. And so they're keeping you from ever being in a in a place of deprivation or crash. So that was the way to balance blood sugar before. Mm-hmm. And what we've learned is actually the food choices that you're making can elongate that window, can make you feel full longer, and it takes a lot of time to digest food. So and a lot of energy. So every time that you're you're having a breakfast, then you're having a snack, you're reintroducing new food into your digestive system and you're asking for more blood flow, more enzymes, more hydrochloric acid. And so many people nowadays have digestion issues. They have bloating, they have IBS, they have constipation, and we're just never getting complete digestion. So I think personally that you don't need to snack if you're eating the right foods that keep you fueled Hmm. um, because you won't want to snack. Like if you're turning off hunger hormones, you won't need to snack. You won't want to snack. However, I do have clients that wake up, have their smoothie, have a lunch. 
And then they're eating on European hours. They're having dinner at 9 p.m. with, you know, friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. And going from noon to 9 p.m., I wouldn't say you should be fasting through that and white knuckling it because what's going to happen when you get to the restaurant at nine o'clock you're going to eat all the bread start with dessert <laughs> yeah brownie first bread you're going to order you're going to be like i'll order two entrees and then i'll just take the leftovers well, and then you'll eat them all also when i'm hungry i feel entitled to eat more yep. or something because i'm like oh i'm in a state of starvation like my body has been burning calories for hours now i need to really really double down yeah a lot, a lot of lies I'm telling myself. Yeah. There's a whole narrative I've created. Mental. It's like a novel. Calculating, accounting. Yeah. Calories. Yes, not calories. But I'm a but bad accountant. Let's just yeah. say it like that. Like my clients, my body is They're going to jail. Money. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. So in that case, I would say bridge yourself. Have a bridge snack. Have something that is a little bit of protein or a little bit of fat. Maybe you're having an avocado or hard-boiled mm. eggs or nuts or almond butter and celery or... You know, the, all the regular offenders of healthy foods, um, depending on your lifestyle, you might be doing grass-fed beef jerky or maybe you're doing sprouted seeds. Like, pick your lifestyle. We can pick a snack. But something that's going to calm you down so that, yeah, so you don't overeat late night because that's worse for you metabolically going to bed having overeaten and had a bunch of cocktails and a bunch of dessert because your insulin sensitivity gets lower as it gets dark outside. So insulin sensitivity is your muscle's ability to suck sugar and um, fuel from your bloodstream and pull it into your muscle store. It stores as fuel instead of storing as fat. So intermittent fasting is beneficial because one, they're giving you a little bit more time to bring insulin down and to burn calories or burn um, you know, stored sugar, stored fat. But I think it's great more than trying to be the person to wait till three o'clock to have your first meal. I'm like, eat like a grandma. Be done with dinner at five or six o'clock at night and don't eat after that. That's, That's the me. way. That's I love five o'clock dinner. Mm. You get, you don't need reservations. You get in, like, I mean, there are crying babies, but, and also if you, me, just I like eating dinner early because then I don't go to sleep with like a full stomach and I don't feel sick. Yeah. And I think it's also this thing where we think dinner is supposed to be at seven or eight o'clock at night. And so there has to be a snack there. People are like, oh, well, I can't get from one to seven. So I'm going to eat something in between. But if you're eating and you're eating to feel full and calm and you get home at five o'clock and can make a dinner by 530 and eat, eat a real meal. Like, turn off all your hunger, feel full, eat real food, don't eat fake food just to get to a time that society deemed as, like, dinner time. I do find I have it in, in my head now that intermittent fasting is a good thing and, like, waiting to eat my first meal until – basically, I think my whole clock is off and I'm eating lunch too late and I'm finding that recently I've been eating dinner around – like nine or ten sometimes and I feel like it's really wreaking havoc on my body yeah. and I have to really make an effort to kind of rejigger my schedule and get back on track because you really feel it if you're eating dinner that late I feel like I see a difference bloating is going down all kinds of madness yeah there's and just so much like out there I, I recently read this article I don't think it was new but someone had sent it to me probably my boyfriend because I'm always trying to get him to eat breakfast and he's like breakfast is not it's like overrated all this and he sent me this article about like how breakfast isn't actually that important and I was like and it kind of got to me but then I was I realized eating a breakfast that fills me up 
is really beneficial for me because then I don't have the late night cravings. I'm not snacking at 10 o'clock at night. So I'm like a big believer in a breakfast, even though I know there's like all the fasting stuff, which I get, but I'm like holding strong on a big breakfast. What I think is so great about what you do, I love hearing that you work with all different kinds of clients and it's not one size fits all. And you have vegans, you have raw vegans, you have paleo people, you have all kinds of people, but still like, this what you're saying and what you're teaching people to do is it's backed in a lot of science, but it is relatively simple and easy to understand. And it just makes me feel like it's so right. And I love that anyone, no matter what their lifestyle is or what their food choices are, or what their food sensitivities are, can still get down with what you're saying. And I do feel like remiss if we don't talk about the smoothie. I know. What is in that okay. smoothie? So the smoothie contains the Fab Four. So... Um, That's protein, fat, fiber, and greens. So first we pick a protein based on your lifestyle. So if you're vegan, can you do a pea protein? If you're paleo, are you going to do a collagen protein? Mm. Um, You know, based on whatever it is, always look for a simple protein, something that has minimal amount of ingredients. What you'll find is a lot of plant-based proteins have 30 sources like buckwheat, quinoa, rice, pea. More is not better. You can have five ingredients. The protein is just there to provide the protein. And the more limited the ingredients are, the cleaner it is. Because we're building the Fab Four smoothie is really a real whole food smoothie, right? We're just using protein as a way to turn off that hunger. Mm. So 20 grams is great. Most of the protein powders that you can get on the market, they're going to send you a jug. The scooper is going to be for 20 grams of protein or somewhere between 18 and 24. Okay? Then you need fat. So for the same reason that you'd put pesto on that fish dish, like you need that comfort. You need to slow the digestion of your meal and one to two tablespoons will do it. So we always start someone with a tablespoon. It could be, like I said, chocolate almond butter or Mm. chocolate olive oil, or it could Mm. be vanilla with avocado. And we might use lemon and spinach to make it really green. Um, It could be coconut butter. Yeah, vanilla, coconut butter. Maybe you're using some greens and Um, and we'll get to like what else goes in there, like blueberries or something. So, but always it just has the, you just look in in your blender and go, do I have protein? Great. Do I have fat? A healthy source? Great. What about fiber? So in the smoothie, the fibers that I use are chia, flax, acacia fiber, psyllium husk. There she goes. Yeah. She's going off. So the reason for that is to make it thick. I don't want it to be pourable like a juice or an almond milk. Mm. It needs to actually stretch your stomach and be heavy enough to turn off those hunger hormones. Stretch heavy. Yeah. like this. So it's got to be thick. So my smoothies end up getting, like if someone makes it the night before or makes it in the morning and then takes it to the writing room, for example, and doesn't drink it till 10 in the morning. But they drink it at 10 in the morning and then they're not the person asking someone to order lunch. They're fine. You embarrassing. <laughs> Who are you referring to? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that person, Kelly? You know, so fiber is a really key source. And the same, just like fat, it's one to two tablespoons of fiber. Fiber is mm. a really easy thing to add to a shake. And the majority of Americans get less than 15 grams of fiber a day. You think it would be a lot easier to get more than that. But think about it. A cup of broccoli only has four grams of fiber. Oh, I would have thought. 
Way more. Same. I thought all veggies had a lot of fiber. I'm living in a lie. I know. I'm constipation prone, so I'm 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 living for this right now. I am I'm the queen of getting your bowel movements going. I'll tell <laughs> you that. <laughs> I am all about the potty talk. <laughs> so um, let us be your princesses. Yeah. <laughs> so you're our poop guru. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then leafy greens. So uh-huh. a handful of spinach. You might use basil and a strawberry basil smoothie might be your jam. You might use kale. You might decide that you're going to use microgreens because you're like, I don't like greens. But if I sneak in a handful of microgreens, they have 14 times the nutrition as the full grown plant. Really easy way to like sneak it and not have to be a green smoothie girl, um, which is great. And then when it comes to like fruit or superfoods or what the majority of these shakes that you get out from any L.A. location are are really just sugar and carbohydrates. So that's going to take your blood sugar up and crash you down. Right. So we limit that. We limit that to a fourth a cup. So Mm. it's blueberries or blackberries or strawberries or bananas or apple or pear or whatever. But it's just enough to give you the flavor without Mm. taking you on the roller coaster. Oh, so a quarter cup of fruit. Yeah. So a quarter cup of fruit is is where we max out. And you can make any flavor with that. So in my in Body Love, the first book that I wrote, there's like a spa smoothie without fruit. And it's, you know, um, vanilla protein, avocado, uh, chia seeds for fiber. We do spinach. And then I do a squeeze of lemon, some cucumber, and some mint. And so it's really fresh and vibrant. But it if you pick a good protein powder, like the vanilla or chocolate base of that really sets the tone. So you don't need to add a banana, two dates, coconut water, because honestly, I'd rather have a whole bottle of rosé than (laughs) the fructose that you're ingesting these mornings. And there's only so much space in your liver. Your liver can only metabolize so much fructose before it's producing fat cells. So it's called lipolysis. So it happens really quickly. So when people can can't eat two bananas, two dates, and a whole thing of coconut water, but you blend it and put it in a cup for them, and they drink it in five minutes. Oh. I literally did that last night. When you're thirsty and you attack a smoothie, I mean, you drink that thing like it's water. Have you ever been gone. thirsty and attacked a soda? I don't want to go there, but I've done it in the you last week. You it like it's water. It's just, like, so satisfying. Anyways, sorry. Those bubbles. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exa- yeah. That burn on the way down. There's that nothing like it. corporate sizzle. So corporate. It's so cold. Something about that cold can. Okay, let's stop. Okay. I, I'm so sorry. I took us down a dark alley. It was my fault. <laughs> wow. No. I'm. I feel like you really opened my eyes on what a smoothie should be. Because I'm a more is more person. I'm a maximalist through and through. <laughs> I, I am. I mean, I will load that daddy up. I'll get out so much stuff on my counter. I mean, and it is all like in this wheelhouse, you know. Like, yeah. But I'll get out the hemp seeds and the chia seeds mm-hmm. and the almond butter and the avocado. It's just like, I mean. I'll pick and choose what I put in, but it's like I can go crazy in that blender. I was going to say, I usually throw in like half an avocado. Is that way too much? Not at all. Oh, really? So how much would you... So the way that a whole fruit, uh, whole food fat works, like an avocado, for example, it's not the same as putting two tablespoons of olive oil in your shake um, because there's fiber and carbohydrates and water in whole foods. So if it's a Costco gargantuan avocado, I might say a quarter, mm-hmm. but most of the time they're like small Trader Joe's, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Half an avocado is great. Oh. I'd rather have you put that half an avocado in your shake and go four to six hours and arrive at lunch alive and make these better choices than be, you know, mm-hmm. not full and satisfied and snacking on 
crappy stuff Last later. week, we went out to lunch, Caroline and I and a few of our girlfriends, and there was a wait, and I was, like, ready to kill everyone. And we waited for an hour, and I'm just imagining... Was it an hour? It was an hour, Caroline. Yes, Where were it was. you? Elefante? Oh. oh. No. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I know what that is. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like the last week on my my entire Instagram, I'm like, what is this place? Elefante? Like some restaurant. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was the Hollywood Sugarfish, and it was a lunch wait. That'll do it. Yeah, That'll it was... do it. It was pretty shocking. I demanded... Not demanded. I politely asked for green teas. Mm-hmm. I just slurped down, slurped down as much green tea as I could. That was a hero move. But I was so hungry by the time we sat down, I had to order more on top of the trust me. Yeah. Thank you for not saying it in front of <laughs> Kelly, but I'll say it. I, I was wanting you to say No, I actually forgot about that. But I was like, why don't we just go next door to Sweet Green? Like, who wants to do that? And people were like really silent about it. And then finally someone spoke up and was like, no, let's wait. And I was so, I was pissed. But it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. And we'll take a quick break. I want to talk more, if we can, about the plate and that dream plate. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really simple. I, I mean, I, we kind of get it. But I have a question about the fiber element. Yeah. So I can imagine the protein, the fat, which is like going to be your olive oil, your avocado slice, mm-hmm. your, you know, whatever fat you're going to have on your plate. Walnuts, pumpkin seeds, Yum. anything like that. Yeah. How good does that freaking sound? I'm, mm, I'm not a nut person, which is that's okay. I'm just keeping it real. Yeah. Unfortunate for you. You just haven't had the right nuts. <laughs> you have to be true to Tell yourself. Tell that to my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Esther, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, Wait, yeah, well, really, you need better nuts. What were you going to ask? Well, okay, so, and then greens, I can imagine. But when you say fiber, because what, what would that fiber, what are some examples of fiber? Like a sweet potato? So non-starchy vegetables. So cauliflower, broccoli, asparagus. So it's um, really more veggies. It's more veggies. And the thing is, is I would normally, I was going to bucket it into, you know, like protein, fat, and, you know, like eat the rainbow or whatever. The thing is, is so many times people try to be healthy and they're like, I'm going to just eat a big salad. Mm-hmm. And it's spinach and olive oil and chicken. And But there's only like one or two grams of fiber in like a huge bowl of spinach. And people just assume, well, leafy greens has all this fiber. But the fiber that we're looking for that feeds your gut microbiome is coming from real veggies like cruciferous vegetables like the broccoli the cauliflower the brussels sprouts the note to self arugula and kale are both cruciferous vegetables <gasps> um I arugula it's so non-crucifery right so if someone has a hard time digesting cauliflower or broccoli or kale i always say if you go to sweet green get half arugula because there's a um, an amazing chemical, phytochemical inside of cruciferous vegetable that's anti-cancer, detoxifying. It literally starts a genetic pathway in every cell in your body called NRF2. And what that does is um, instead of your cells detoxifying every 130 minutes, they'll detoxify every 60 minutes. Hmm. I wow. want to quadruple down on your question. And I want to ask, I would love examples of each. Like, can you run me through like a plate of your sure yeah okay. I'll, I'll give you some of my favorite little meals that are in Yay! my book um <gasps> so one of my favorites right now is my shrimp scampi <gasps> so i do i do like eight to ten um you know shrimp uh and i saute those in a little bit of ghee and in like a fry pan and then I take zucchini zoodles so mm. there's my fiber right and 
toss those into the pan to kind of give them a quick saute. So I have protein, the ghee is my fat, the zoodles is my fiber, and then I take parsley, chop up the parsley, drop the parsley on top. There's some greens and some red pepper flakes, and then I'll finish it with like a nice like cold-pressed olive oil, some salt and pepper. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Wow. I'm not a shrimp person. Okay. That sounds... It sounds interesting. Divine. So here's a second mi- di- dish that might, you know, stroke your fancy or something <laughs> of that nature. Sure. Um, uh, I have a lot of nose today. I yeah. Sorry. No nuts and shrimp. Well, Can we practice? No. Yes. I'm, um, just, I'm from the Midwest. I'm no, not that's naturally. all right. So my husband's Instagram is Be Bad by Chris. And it's really funny because all he wants to eat is like burgers and fries, pizza, teriyaki chicken and no. rice bowls. Like, so I've had to keep it real i mean like i grew up on pizza taquitos anything costco that had to offer like was i was an 80s baby so raised by the best yeah um so one of my favorites is i'll take a rotisserie chicken and i'll shred it and i'll take some of the cauliflower rice and some broccoli and saute that in a frying pan with a little bit of coconut milk so it kind of becomes like a sticky cauliflower rice with broccoli throw in the shredded chicken and then coconut aminos replaces um mm, we love coconut. yeah it, caroline just had me buy some it's really awesome it so replaces good. teriyaki sauce and soy sauce so it has oh. this like sweet tangy so sort of sweet. taste so with the coconut milk or coconut cream and the um coconut aminos it's a my version of a teriyaki rice bowl and my husband loves it wow. you can do sesame seeds and chives on top or green onions and so the protein is the chicken the fat is that coconut milk or coconut oil or whatever you're using to cook the fiber is the cauliflower something green on your plate um chives broccoli whatever kind of have some overlap there and then um yeah, and then basically, like, you're just doing that coconut aminos, which is lower in sodium, lower in sugar, and um, fermented, so. Wow. Will you throw us a vegan option? Absolutely. Because I'm, like, a vegan-ish, you know? Sure. I'm definitely mostly you're vegan. vegan. Flex vegan. You're mostly vegan. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, like, open, but I'm curious for a vegan option. Okay, so I have two. So in my next book, actually, it breaks down. The first part is all protein, fat, fiber, and greens. Like, what what am I talking about here? Like, give me the details. What should I buy? That kind of stuff. The back half of the book is all lifestyles. So Fab Four for plant-based devotee. Fab oh. Four for girl on the go. Think, like, I'm on an airplane every week, and <gasps> I need to know how to pick a protein bar at Oh my God! Hudson News, sort of a thing. Wow! Oh wow! My gosh! Hudson News. I have made some bad decisions in a Hudson <laughs> News. I have like some, forgotten who I am in a Hudson News. I know News. gummies that I've never Big heard of the brand. Family size. <laughs> family Low size worms. generic gummies. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's Mentos. The, I don't even like Mentos, and I'm buying them in a. You guys, I'm flying yes. tonight. I'm scared. We. Well, I'm that's the tomorrow. thing. We we need to. We, we need the Hudson bar. News edition. <laughs> we need it now. <laughs> I'm bringing snacks on the plane. That's a done deal. Yeah. But okay. So so here's an example of one of my favorite like vegan fat four lunches. So it's a play on spring rolls. So we'll mm-hmm. do uh, a bunch of colorful veggies, the cucumbers, the carrots, the um, purple cabbage, sprouts, mm-hmm. big chunks of avocado. So Ooh. I might use a whole avocado in this, in this um, dish because when you are lower in protein, which you naturally will be when you're plant-based and vegan, we I really up the fat to make sure you stay full. 
Okay. <laughs> and so then the sauce is um, a play on a peanut sauce. Do you like nuts though? Yeah. Oh, well, peanuts. no, like peanut flavor. But I'm just like, I'm never. I'm not going to snack on that. I've yeah. never seen her reach for a walnut. I went through a phase where I read about how healthy walnuts were and I really tried to make it happen and I just couldn't. That's totally cool. There was that. that like few months where I was doing walnut butter in my oatmeal though. So shout out to those yeah, three months. You're, of- not, you're nut friendly, but you're not snacking. Yeah, I just know how un- it's unrealistic. But anyway, peanut. Okay. Yes. Okay. Peanut so we'll butter. do like an almond or a peanut sauce. <sighs> so we're getting you, um, you know, 12 grams of protein in, in that's in that sauce that also has a little coconut aminos in it. And what I love is hemp hearts. So what I'll do is I'll do the peanut sauce and then I'll do a couple tablespoons of hemp hearts. And those are really kind of, um, they're really nice. They give a little texture. And so we'll just dip that spring roll in there and it'll feel like it won't feel like you're eating a salad or being forced to eat just veggies being vegan. You're feeling full. The fat's kind of like coating your stomach and making you feel calm and uh, we're getting you enough plant protein, about 18 to 20 grams, to feel full for four hours. Wow. And what's like the roll part of the... So we you can either use um, just a rice paper roll, like a regular spring mm. roll. Those are low in net carbohydrates. So that's sort of like a party plus one, but it makes you feel like you're not dieting. Yeah. Which right? I can't feel that way. Yeah. Or I'll get angry. Yeah. <laughs> and so another thing I do with vegans is I'll do like a... Um, a vegetable uh, curry. So we'll do, um, mm. yeah, with like coconut milk mm-hmm. and turmeric and curry, and we'll throw mm. in some chickpeas and then throw that over some cauliflower rice. Um, and if someone really likes to have a little fun, we might slice some thin dates in that, some parsley, some I just, cilantro. I just got pregnant. <laughs> Wait, just from talking about this. <laughs> are, and are these recipes in your book? If so, which yeah, one? so I'll um, the vegan one, the the curry one um, was in my last book, Body mm-hmm. Love. The spring roll is coming in the next book. When um, is that book coming out? January twenty second. Okay. Yeah. How did you become who you are? I know. How did you get interested in nutrition? How did you become like a fabulous LA celebrity nutritionist? Like this just seems like you're one in a million, and you, I don't know. Can I feel this one? Just with the beginning of the answer, she was a cancer researcher, right? I spent eight years in cancer and genetics. You're kidding me. Yeah. So um, my past life was um, working with a startup company that was based in Southern California, and it was part of the Netherlands Cancer Institute. So we were taking new genetic technology and teaching oncologists on the West Coast how to implement that into their practice. So it's pretty amazing. Like a doctor might go to school for 14 or 16 years, but two years after they get out of school, a new technology that can save lives comes out and someone needs to be the educator and liaison between the technology and the doctor. And so, yeah, I spent I spent eight years in that field and it required me to read a lot of research and be able to take um, studies and explain the outcomes to doctors explain does it have is it correlation versus causation Mm. is there a significant p-value what does the population size look like because a lot of times you'll see something you know in usa today and they're like coconut oil causes heart attacks or disease you know or Mm -hmm. heart disease and it's like what are they referencing and i'll open the study and it just it's completely correlated. It's like saying you'll get skinny wearing red pajamas. Like, Why? 
<laughs> you have to use your intuition. Like, does that even make sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. You know, so it's not a causation. It's just correlation. Someone's losing weight and they're wearing red pajamas. Wow. So and it, you know your stuff research wise. Well, I can mine the I can mine the data. So when things come out and people get really heated about something or really excited about something, I'm pr- not to say like I'm I'm just pretty monotone about most things. I'm like. Show me the research. Okay. Is it a tool? I don't get something doesn't become like the word of God to me because someone said bulletproof coffee is going to be the best thing that's ever happened. Like I might say, why does that work? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. That's a tool. I'll use that with clients and I can say this is why it works. Turns off hunger because of the fat. Mm. It um, doesn't you know, fat slows the digestion and metabolism of caffeine, which, you know, can lower cortisol. Um, It can support you to do an intermittent fast if you don't want to, you know, eat right away. And it can, it's a fat fast, so it's good for you and it would work. What are the reasons why it might be bad? Well, you know, there are genetic mutations for people who have saturated, you know, hyperabsorbers of saturated fat or, you know, there is a tendency for saturated fat to kind of have an effect on your liver. So it just depends on the person and everything is a tool. So I just like to be a consultant for my clients. And most of the time, the question I ask is, what do you like to eat? I'm not going to force you to eat something you don't want to eat. And I just like find the things that you like and let you build your lifestyle. I am just like my life's quest, I think, is going to be turning off like the candy voice in my head. It's Mm -hmm. something about gummies and candy. I view it. I feel like I'm entitled to eating them and I'll find I will like somehow find a way to like eat candy every day. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where I'm finding this candy, but it happens. And I don't know how to find a world in which I am like I know it's a food I shouldn't be eating. But then the minute I get into that, that's when I start getting hungrier for the candy it sounds, this is, tell, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like I'm hearing all or nothing thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. You are. And and you also like have to, we have to, you have to understand what kind of a food that is. Like in animal studies, rat studies, like um, sugar water versus cocaine and rats are choosing sugar water. So, so you are a rat. The test just came back. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I, I wish I were a, a rat on a skinny rat on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a fat girl who loves gummy bears. You know, like what can I say? That's me. So, you know, my thing for you would be instead of trying to be all or nothing, give yourself I like to call it bumpers on the bowling lane. Like, let's keep you moving towards the pins. And it's cool if you sway side to side, right? As long as you're going the right direction. And nothing's ever a straight line and the paths are always crooked, right? So if you know that there's a specific location that sells, like, your favorite single serving of gummies or sour, I don't know. I'm, like, thinking about what I loved. Um, Yeah, I know. It's so funny to hear you talk about candy because you clearly, like, don't eat it anymore. You're like, I don't know, those sour men. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I used to love watermelon sour patch kids growing (gasps) up. That's my favorite candy of all time. What is it about that candy? That is the crack of all It is crack. It's super crack. And that's another thing, too, is, like, I know that that's crack. I know how good that is. If I opened one of those and I had one, I would I would be like a drug addict. Like I would need to finish the whole bag. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be like, oh yeah. Like I had someone the other day told me they had a snack. They u- used to have like a half a zone bar for a snack, and I'm like, wait, can you start me? Start start over with me because uh, you skirt? opened the zone bar, ate half of it, and then had the self control to close the other I mean, half. If it's a disgusting put, flavor, that's one thing. Put it back in your purse. <laughs> like that was never me. So I'm coming from a place of like all or nothing. 
open the goldfish from Costco, watch every Disney movie growing up, and eat the whole container. Like, there was no off button for certain things, and candy's one of those things. There's no off button. It's not turning off hunger. It's it's exciting you. You're releasing dopamine in the brain. It's a reward hormone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say... You know, if you're having it every day, if you could get to a place where it's only two times a week and you give yourself those days and you say like, all right, I'm going to have it two times a week. And maybe you buy two and you eat both bags on Monday at 4 p.m. And you're like, well, I got to wait till next Monday to buy two or Sunday to buy two more bags and see when I want to have these. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't think of it as an all or nothing, but just accept that it might happen that's, once or twice a week on my on my journey. Just so you know, that's the voice in my head, too, that I deal with. It's all or nothing thinking is like I'm constantly fighting that voice. Like yesterday, I was in a position where I was really hungry. It was 2.30 and the place that I was at a table read and then they had pretzels, like those giant jumbo pretzels. And I was like... Okay. Soft or hard? Soft. I was like, I'm not going to have that, obviously. I'm going to go get lunch. And then I was like, I'm starving. I'm going to have half. And then I ended up eating one and a half soft pretzels. And I was like, this is so bad. I did bad. I'm bad. What am I going to do tonight? I'm just going to go and eat something else bad because I've already been bad. And then I talked myself down and was like, no. No, no, no. I was hungry. I hadn't had lunch. We're going to just label that little misfit fit thing we're gonna just call that lunch and then no and then one thought i had i was like okay now i just won't eat dinner i'm not gonna have dinner because i already messed up no that's gonna lead me to another problem i'm gonna end up binging again so i'm like okay i'm gonna plan i'm gonna have a healthy dinner i'm gonna have my favorite salad that i get at mendocino farms Mm. and i'm gonna power through this and i mean i know i made it i made it (laughs) i have so much love for that story because that is a daily occurrence for every one of my clients. Whoa. Like that is what happens to most people Mm. who have ever tried to diet, who have ever tried to reach a body composition goal, who've ever read one health and wellness article from self or women's health or Mm. name a magazine, name a blog. Like you get one idea in your head and then you're black and white labeling something good or bad. And I think what you did right there was the perfect planning because it's not starting over tomorrow. It's not waiting till Monday. It's not waiting till the first of the month or the first of the year. You went like, no, what can I do at my next meal? It is always your next meal that is is the next chance to make a healthier decision. And keep in mind, like if you had that at 2.30 – you should plan for that meal at 5.30. Oh, Because really? there you basically had a bunch of processed Car- carbohydrates yeah. on their own. So your blood sugar is going to go up and come down. And you're going to feel that crash at 5.30. And if you waited till 6.30 or 7.30, you might have ended up getting to Mendocino Farms and feeling really like, <gasps> okay, maybe I'll just get a sandwich instead. Yeah. So that's how you prepare yourself. And another thing, too, is like let's say you did have those soft pretzels, but you didn't really feel totally satisfied by that. That's when I would use a smoothie with a client and say a smoothie is a restart tool. I hmm. think it's good to add restarts to your life. Add it like you could it could have been 60 minutes after that soft pretzel and you decided I'm going to have a big green smoothie that's nourishing to my body. I'm not going to think about the caloric load here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about this as a way for me to start this day over. Same goes for a workout. Same goes for meditation. Find those things that you're not de- depriving yourself of, but you're adding to your life to refocus and change the narrative. 
Mm. And I get a lot of questions from our listeners about binge eating, and I'm really glad that we're talking about it. I feel like the, you're the first person I'm hearing on air like say the things that have really – the tools that have helped me. So I'm really glad that we're having this conversation. And I also want to add one thing that comes up for me. There's two things that I learned. One is there are no bad foods – which sounds like it's kind of an it's in alignment with what you're talking about. And then also that it's like for me eating, think of a pendulum. Like if I try really hard to be really healthy, like exactly what you're seeing about a juice cleanse, that that pendulum is going to swing to the opposite side. And then I'm going to be the ravenous monster rat drinking the, you know, soda and the sugar water and going crazy on a brownie and popcorn and whatever big meal, you know, binging. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just I'm really glad to hear that you have that the mindset that is also the same mindset that has helped me tackle my binge eating issues. Absolutely. Like every little decision keeps you close to that midline. It keeps you from that really big swing on the pendulum, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not juice cleansing and then blowing it out in Cabo for the weekend with like margs and chips and guac and like that effort mentality mm-hmm. because this doesn't make you feel balanced, but on the same token, you know how many t- times I sit down with clients and balance feels like perfection and they want their ball to stop. And you need to say, you, I always have to take a step back and say, no, balance isn't having a perfect day where your meals are all perfect and everything is lined up because you're human, mm-hmm. you're emotional, and we swing. Our weight swings, our water swings. Homeostasis is the process of the body that's always regulating and changing and re-regulating our body state. And it's happening mentally and physically. So to try and stop your ball is actually really, really bad because you're trying to stop it. You're trying to be perfect. And then the guilt is way worse. So think about the ball bouncing off the midline. So say you had the soft pretzels. Like, I actually don't think it's that big of a deal. But what you did is you let the swing be small and steady the other way to that Mendocino salad. Mm -hmm. And then you just (laughs) kept your momentum. Right. It's never going to stop. But keep the swing tight. Yes, because I, I if I had that. if I had made that choice, like I'm so full, I'm so stuffed, and I had just been like, I'm not gonna eat dinner. I'm gonna skip dinner. You know, at nine o'clock at night, I'm in the pantry. What is there? And then I'm making bad choices. Totally. Now, now for the wow. real question. Wow. What does Jennifer Garner eat? <laughs> <laughs> you are. Wait, I've seen her on your Instagram. I we gotta know. She's yeah. got she's got the bod. I mean, she she's works got out it all. hard too. She does. She does work out hard. Um, she works out with Simone of Body by Simone. So <gasps> yes, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Simone and I have an app. Um, <gasps> Simone put out her. Um, it's basically like hit training, dance cardio. It's you can stream her classes, and then came to me because we've had a number of clients, overlapping clients from Revenge Body, overlapping cli- clients like Emmy Rossum and Jen Garner, um, who've had to get ready for roles, and we just we get each other and. I think we both hustle and we're just to the point. And so she's like, hey, will you do the meal planning? So there's a, a vegan, vegetarian, plant-based and a protein-based meal plan option that is in the app as well. So it's the first time that like workout, it's been two different people, experts in their field, sort of a situation wow. that came together um, to do that. So that's the BBS app if you ever want us in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jen gets up and we'll do a Body by Simone workout. Wow. And then um, she has one of my smoothies. So she actually took the formula that is, you know, the Fab Four, protein, fat, fiber, and greens, and created her own smoothie. 
So obviously, because (laughs) she's incredible, like should have her own Food Network show as well. I love when she posts about food. It's so awesome. I mean, I know she's so so cute. Yeah. And it's she is my domestic goddess. Like she is goals when it comes to having Mm. a garden and chickens. And (gasps) she does have chickens. Yeah, she just makes a lot of homemade, um, homemade food from scratch. She brings honey from her bees to the set of HBO's Camping. Like, <laughs> the stuff that I hear about, I'm just like, of course she does. <laughs> um, wow. She's just a sweetheart, and she's wow. a girl's girl, and she's so genuine and so loyal. And I'm, I mean, knock on wood, I've had really amazing clients. But So she made her own, and it sort of tastes like cookies and cream to me. Well, uh, um, this is the Jen Garner special. Are we really about to get an exclusive of the cookies and cream Jen Garner smoothie? I can barely <laughs> contain myself right yeah. now. It's time to it's time I'm, to go deep on the cookies and I'm cream. So she it. uses uh, chocolate collagen protein powder Yum. from Primal Kitchen. She uses almond butter as her fat. Mm. She uses chia seeds or flax seeds as her fiber. Um, a handful of spinach, and then she uses a quarter of a blueberry of blueberries. And it's amazing because. It's a mix between the blueberries, the chocolate collagen, and the almond butter that every time I have someone try it, I'm like, what does it taste like? Because it looks, because of the chocolate protein, it looks like sort of a chocolate cookies and cream shake. But every time I have people try it, they're they're like, why does this taste like cookies and cream? Whoa. It doesn't even really have that blueberry or spinach flavor at all. And that's the best part about kind of picking the right protein and having these layers Mm. of flavor is that... You know, even my husband, who doesn't want to touch anything green, is drinking green smoothies that taste like a peanut butter cup. I can't. That is is an awesome thing I've learned over the years is, like, you throw a handful of spinach into anything and you bundle it up, you cannot taste that spinach. It might That spinach might overpower the color of the smoothie, but you're not going to taste it. I usually have a really heavy hand with veggies and pack in so many that the smoothie becomes like a tar color, <laughs> like a jungle, like the floor of a jungle kind of. Mm. I'm, I'm maximalist always, like yes. too much, too much greens. But yeah, I can never taste, can never taste that spinach. So but if it makes you feel really good and you're like, I mean, I have clients who are it's more mental. Like they want to put all the greens in it and they want to put the superfoods in it and they want to know that like, you know, they're putting adaptogens and MCT oil and Uh all the things. And as long as it's balanced, if the macronutrients are balanced, like I don't care if you're putting almond butter and avocado in your shake and spinach and arugula and parsley in your shake. Like just look at, look at the overall, what is it mostly? And if you have the components to feel full, like Max out, girlfriend. Hell yeah. Max out. Max out with your with your cock out. <laughs> so after the smoothie, what is the what else does she eat? Yeah, so um Esther's taking notes. Yeah, so she does have a garden, that's no joke. Um and wow. she makes she has a big salad every day, which honestly I think that um when you're eating raw foods like a raw salad, it's a great time to have it. A great time to have it is at lunch, like for digestion purposes and all of that. Like it's just it's bright and fresh and it's easy and so she'll pick a protein um sometimes she'll have turkey meatballs or chicken or um you know sometimes black beans or whatever she's feeling like um fat sources like seeds and avocado she Mm -hmm. um always has like a homemade olive oil vinaigrette that Mm -hmm. she has like um an assistant that is also sort of really supportive in her wellness journey, which I think is really cool. She's sort of a chef as well and will 
pack a lunch for Jen if she has to get up really early or whatever. It, they have like this amazing dynamic, which is super the cool. Assistance assistant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when she's working really hard, like she if she's having soup having to work late hours like camping was a lot at night so and peppermint movie we had some late nights too but you know if you're working from 11 p.m to 3 a.m it's really throwing off your circadian rhythm and so you, I might push for a protein-based snack I might say okay I want you to have celery and peanut butter or I want you to have a handful of nuts or I want you to have a hard-boiled egg or I want you to have another little like light protein shake in the afternoon and we used that when she had like big filming days where Mm -hmm. we'd give her a bridge snack and then dinner um you know was more of like a warm protein Mm. and veggies she I know she makes like a good lentil and black bean soup so sometimes Mm. it was a little bit of that um and you know like all of us a little glass of wine isn't doesn't always hurt you know so depending on her filming though like if she was filming really late I might pull back on the alcohol too because alcohol can affect sleep and she's getting so little then I don't I don't want her to be dragging or having a hard time making those healthy choices so depending on what her what she was doing it was really just making small tweaks and listening to what she liked and what she needed and meeting her halfway or Mm. allowing for her to have that creative freedom daily and that's what I think is so interesting about light structure I mean it's I created the fab four because I needed it because I couldn't be Atkins and I couldn't be Mediterranean and I couldn't be vegan and I couldn't be I just wanted to go like well, it does it really matter if I'm having a soft pretzel or rice? Like when my body digests that, what is the end product? And if the end product is the same, there are no bad foods. Mm. It's not about what you can't eat. It's about what you can eat. Which is everything. Yeah. Which is everything. It's, I mean, yeah. yeah, there are no bad foods. I oh, I say that a lot to my boyfriend. He's like, is this healthy? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like thinking about it. And, I'm, and then I just always go to What's the rule? There are no bad foods. Right. Um, you mentioned like long hours and how like when she's shooting at night and stuff. And sometimes when I'm working our show, we have really long hours. I know a lot of Glomies here work jobs where there's long hours. I'm curious for that because for me, my go to in those situations is like slam that coffee, like get through it because I'm so tired. I'm curious what your opinion is of that and what your specific tips are for if you are working long and how to keep your energy up. and Like in an afternoon slump kind of situation? Similar to that, yeah. Like an afternoon slump or the slump from, you know, if you're just the grind. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say be careful with caffeine. Um, I drink coffee. I mean, so many people have been like, you're pregnant. Are you still drinking coffee? Because a lot of people cut coffee out. Mm-hmm. Really? And I'm like, I'm allowed to have 200 milligrams. So I'm having a cup of you coffee. Yeah. Like, um, Lay it down. You tell them, girl. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, looking at the research, there isn't anything that a cup of coffee, a cup of coffee is not going to have negative side effects. Like I feel comfortable with that. And some people don't, and that's cool too. You got to do you, right? Um, But I would be careful with the caffeine because when we overdo caffeine, like I've had clients come to me, you know, basically dying to be skinny here in LA and they're like the venti iced, (sighs) iced cold brews all day long. And they don't understand. Yeah. 2006. Yeah. Hmm. They don't understand why it's not working. And the, the reason why it's not working is when you have too much caffeine, your adrenal glands release adrenaline and adrenaline can cause the release of cortisol, a stress mm. hormone. And those two hormones together, adrenaline and cortisol, cause your liver to take stored sugar and dump it in your bloodstream. Oh. 
So all of a sudden you're having a blood sugar spike because your body's like, oh, shoot, we're going to have to run from a bear or a lion. So let's biologically prepare this person for it because they're going into battle, right? You're drinking caffeine to go. And so you feel like you're going into battle and your body prepares for that. It dumps sugar in your bloodstream. So what happens? Your blood sugar goes up and you crash down. And so then it perpetuates poor choices. Does that happen to Jennifer Garner too? <laughs> <laughs> we have her on one cup of coffee a day. Okay. How so. do you, this may be the beginning of a new segment that I'm going to start because I'm really obsessed with knowing what people, how, how do you drink your coffee? <laughs> yeah, um, it totally depends. Uh, there are days when I wake up and I know that we have a brunch or something mm-hmm. with friends and I might lean on a heavy fat like coconut oil or MCT oil and blend my coffee with that, sort of a modified bulletproof. To, so I don't pull a, no offense, but so I don't pull like a sugar fish where I'm ready to like go next door and kill someone <laughs> until if I can't get my like egg scramble yeah. sort of situation. Oh, that's interesting. So that'd be like a holdover almost if you're doing a later breakfast. Yeah, so I'll use that oh, as a pod. So smart. Do you double up on, do you do the MCT and a ghee or do you Sometimes. keep it simple? Yeah, I just kind of gauge my hunger. Like, do I need two tablespoons of fat? Can I get away with one? Are we going in two hours? Or are we going in one? And I, you know, I think we're always, which is so funny because food is everywhere here in the United States. We're always everywhere. so afraid that we're going to be hungry. I know. It's so sad. A f- but Terrified. Yeah. And it's, but learning to turn off hunger kind of takes that away. So like, I'll use those little pause buttons, like maybe a thicker, you know, more of a bulletproof style if I'm in a brunch. But if I'm going to have a smoothie for breakfast mm-hmm. and it's going to happen within one to two hours of waking up, I might just throw a little almond milk in it. Um, I like New Barn, a company called Malk, Treehouse. Mm. These are all um, almond milks without a bunch of fillers. Have you, do you have thoughts on oat milk? Um, I think it's an interesting thing. Um, it's not my favorite because I don't understand why someone would use oil. Well, it's just gra- it's grain based um, um. oats, you know, and there's cross contamination with gluten. And it, um, it when you talk about what you can get, not that any of these milks are so nutritious. No offense, they're mm. not like a cashew milk, an almond milk, a coconut coconut milk. Real coconut milk is probably the most nutritious, like a mm. hemp milk, something like that. But like an oat milk and like some of these nuts nut milks, it's really just like a creamy water. It's making you feel like it's a milk, but it's not giving you a lot of nutritional density at all. Hmm. But you're still going to get more nutritional density from a nut or a seed milk than you will from like a a grain milk. I need someone out there to make a pumpkin milk. They, It's one of the, remember Lee said that that's pumpkin seed milk is you don't have to strain it or strain it. You just mix pumpkin seeds in water and you don't have to soak them or strain it. Yeah, that's the same with cashews too. Whenever you have that soft, buttery type of a... Uh, milk and also like if you make your own almond milk um, the skins pop off yeah and that makes it way more creamy Hmm. Mm, oh my god that that would be jennifer garner level work for me to individually (laughs) peel off the skin yeah yeah yeah, it is that's gonna be the next level so if you're not doing coffee to get through those long hours is there like so you're saying like a protein snack or something like that yeah i'll i'll use a protein snack i'll use water i love like little water 
Yeah. So oh. so we'll take like um, a lot of times people are really dehydrated. Yeah. So we'll get a really big um, glass of water and we'll either do um, a green a green tab mix in like an 8G, um, maybe a noon tablet with electrolytes. I might do a splash of apple cider vinegar, a squeeze of lemon, mm. kind of like that bitter taste to wake you up huh. and then reevaluate like 20 minutes later. Was I just really thirsty and tired or am I still really hungry? And if you're hungry, then protein-based snack is like definitely a go-to. Um, but if you need another coffee, I think one of the best things you can do, um, do you guys know Four Sigmatic Foods? Oh, we yeah. Love. They're one of our sponsors. We love them. Yeah. So I would do like one of their mushroom coffees um, and I would pair it with maybe a coconut milk that is a little higher in fat because anytime you pair caffeine with fat, it slows that me- the metabolism of caffeine. So you don't have a, such an aggressive response with cortisol and adrenaline. So you're not going to have that fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. And another way to do it is if you pair it with an adaptive. So anytime someone has like a massive coffee habit, I might say, can you put a little rhodiola or ashwagandha in your latte in the afternoon or take, if it's easier, take a little rhodiola at 3 p.m. You know, Gaia Herbs makes them in pills. Mm -hmm. Ashwagandha you can get from Now Foods. Um, You know, you just take a couple of those pills and then have a coffee so that you lower your body's response to that stress. Yeah, because doesn't, I know ashwagandha like protects your body against the cortisol it's also doesn't cortisol cause belly fat? Yeah, most of the time, most of the time cortisol. Yeah, if you've ever seen those slim quick commercials, oh, <laughs> those like that, that little like shady. stick figure lady. <laughs> um, basically, yeah, cortisol. Is, <laughs> that was my that that was my diet guru before meeting you. Just those commercials. <laughs> yeah, That's where I got all my information. <laughs> that uh, that definitely is. It, you know, if you've chronic stress, it it's gonna. It's going to keep a layer on the body for yeah, sure. Absolutely. This has been. An, I know. An ama- you're an amazing wealth of information. You're so glowy and so kind. Like your kindness. Your presence is like calming. More important than everything else at this oh. point. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It's been really fun to be here. Yeah. I feel even if for just the last hour, I do feel like Jessica Alba and you've been telling me what to do this week and I just I love it wait I also saw you work with Hannah Simone mm-hmm. oh my she's a friend of mine oh awesome and she will do this podcast she said she will guys so that's com- I also want to tell people I talked to Jenny Slate she's going to do it too those are coming sorry Esther we know you don't have to <laughs> I, yeah. explain yourself just a tease for everyone okay, the tease is good Um, but yeah that's so cool that you work with her she's such a sweetheart and talk about I mean like I was Knock on wood, I've had a really pretty nice and easy pregnancy, but there were a couple weeks where I couldn't put sentences together and I felt like I had mommy brain and was a little nauseous and super tired. And our session was then like she Mm. had just had her baby and she was coming back and she was going to be, you know, filming her new show. And so she's like, yeah, come to my house and we'll sit down and talk. And I got there and I was about to like throw up on her face. But also (laughs) I had watched every single New Girl episode ever and I'm rarely like excited starstruck sort of and I just sat there and was like this is real life (laughs) I think I speak for all of us when I say it would be an honor to be vomited on by you 
<laughs> I mean, I know. You'd like that. to be my baby and I can vomit on you. <laughs> no, it would gonna... be an honor and it would probably be more nutritious than some of the meals that I've had. Her husband is going to like have a talking with you, like mm-hmm. back off. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. He seems cool. Yeah, I, I know, know he, he does. He's <laughs> um, pretty chill. Yeah. I'm like so scared to let you go because I feel like I'm going to have more questions. But... I know. I'm <laughs> racking my brain trying to think of more questions. I mean, I, it was just it's so amazing that I you know. came on. It's so amazing meeting you. And your Instagram is? Be Well by Kelly. Okay, good. That's going to be a great resource for everyone. Everyone needs to go follow you. And, and your book out. is Body Love. My book is Body Love. If there are people out there that are really interested in nutrition, um, I host a functional nutrition training program on Mind Body Green wow. um, with doctors like Dr. Mark Hyman and Dr. Lipman. Um, these are big doctors out of like the Cleveland Clinic and um, Dr. Taz. They go into hormones, they go into different lifestyle diets and kind of understanding how to really like fuel your body for the future. Wow. Esther and I will be hosting a summit with Dr. Pepper <laughs> about how delicious cold soda is. Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> yeah, some of our doctors. Dr. Zayas. Dr. J. I, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> um, well, thank, thank you, you so much. And we you forgot hope- Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. We actually couldn't book Dr. Dre. He was unavailable. Scheduling but your friends, maybe in the future, <laughs> yeah, he'll be on. He said he would come on at a later date. He and Hannah no, both yeah, said. For sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was thank you so much. Amazing to meet you. I hope that you'll come back. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh my God. I even just hearing you say that I just filled me with joy. And now I feel confident I can unlock the doors of the studio and let you go since oh. I know he'll come back to us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Keep offering me sparkling water and I will be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kelly, you're a goddess. Yes. In and out. We love you. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.